Welcome to Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. Listen for commentary, interviews, and information on how to grow your business. For all the details, contact BusinessScaleInsightsNetwork.com. So, Empire Builders, are you ready? Here's Kimberly Marie Bonner. Hello and welcome, Empire Builders, to another episode of Business Scale Insights. I'm your host, Kimberly Bonner, and I can't believe it, it's September. And we are in the throes of everything back to school, even though we kind of got a hiccup with Dorian. Uh, we are back in the saddle and talking about child-related businesses and child-related services. And in that regard, I w invited Sensei Tony Hall, who is the owner of uh, American Professional Mar Martial Arts. I want to make sure I got the got the name down in Boca Raton. Uh, he owns a wonderful studio that really helps young kids and adults perfect their martial arts skills. So say hello to the listening audience, Tony. How's it going, everybody? Now, I call you Sensei Tony all the time on in my emails because a, fr a mutual friend and actually one of your patrons introduced us. What is Sensei? I, I'm not a martial arts guru, so what does that all mean, the whole title Sensei? So, so the word Sensei itself means teacher. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it was formally given to me, but honestly, I, I like coach, you know, Mr. Sensei. It's all... <laughs> It's all relevant. As long as I have somebody's attention, I'm happy. I got you. Well, I was, I've been calling you since I was like, I might as well ask him, what does that mean? Because I have no clue. Um, you've got a really cool story. It's on your website. We've actually talked privately, and you shared um, the story of how you got to be the owner of the gym. And share a little bit of that with the listening audience. I, I Everyone gets to you know, find out little gems about people when they hear their story. Cool. So um, way back when, long, long, long time ago in South Florida um, is when I originally got my black hair, yeah, like, like 1997. So it was actually oh, 90, 94 so is when I started. Ago. So 90, long ago. I thought you were going to say, I'll give me well, a break. 1982, no. Um, <laughs> 94 is when I started. 97, I got my black belt. And then I went off and did, uh, you know, kid stuff and adult stuff. I went in the military and became a police officer and all that good stuff. And uh, then a life change happened. I decided to come back down to South Florida, started working for other martial arts schools while I was doing martial arts in the police force and the military as well. Um, I decided to try to make it make try to make a living by doing this. Um, eventually, in actually, I want to say late 2017, I had a vision for what I wanted a school to be. So I we were a different name, but I rebranded and started a you know, a new vision is American Professional Martial Arts, which is kind of where we're at today. So pretty happy with the direction and the future that we're going. Well, talk to me about that vision. What exactly was that vision and how does the business, you know, embody it today? Well, one of the biggest things that one is I kind of jumped with the name, you know, the name kind of says a lot. I wanted someplace that was uh, what kind of brings everybody together mm -hmm. in America, you know, so I, I grabbed the name American being mm -hmm. a patriot and military police officer and a, a self-servant myself. Um, so I grabbed the name American Professional and I wanted someplace that everybody kind of can come and kind of be part of something bigger than themselves, be a part of a big family, because that's really kind of what brings us all together being here. And that and learning some realistic self-defense. You know, a lot of other martial arts schools do um, traditional martial arts, you know, coming originating from another country. So when people ask me all the time, you know, what is the difference between Kenpo and 
uh, Taekwondo or what is the difference between Judo and BJJ? Well, a lot of it's where it originates from. A punch is a punch and a kick is a kick. Right. So America has a cool like thing about us is that we're just like a cultural melting pot. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's from everywhere is here. Right. You know, it was three different people in this room and we're all probably from three different nationalities or, you know, backgrounds. So that's what I like about what we teach is we kind of take a lot of the best from all the systems that we know. We, we call ourselves like an American style kickboxing or, or like an MMA or a blended martial arts. And we, we kind of mix it and make it real so people are using it. For those of us who are completely like totally uninitiated, uninformed, we have no, I mean, I've. I used to watch Bruce Lee during Saturday morning, you know, with my sister. This is aging me tremendously. But literally, break it down. Like, what are the core components that make up your your approach to martial arts? Is it jujitsu? Is it is it? So for us specifically, I my coach is or my mentor is a guy named Duke Rufus, who he kind of came up with a traditional background. His whole family came up traditional background. He's based out of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He runs Rufus Sport Martial Arts, which, or Rufus Sport Kickboxing, which is one of the big top teams in the UFC. So, for example, uh, a couple weekends ago, we had Anthony Pettis, who's one of his fighters, versus um, Nate Diaz. And, and, you know, Anthony lost, but nonetheless, he has a proven martial arts system that he's kind of blended. And, you know, they trial and test it in the ring. You know, where can we. You know, besides the street, where are you going to test what you're teaching, you know, kids, you know? So, and and, and, and competition is going to be kind of the the number one way to do it, you right. know, besides, you know, obviously going out and picking fights in a bar or whatever, you know, and that's not where we want to kind of test this no, kind of stuff. we don't. But, we don't want to do that. You know, that's what I kind of like about our style, where it comes from. Is it's, it's coming from a proven system, you know, coming from Duke and Duke and I speak regularly and. And, you know, I get a lot of the, I see him once or twice a year because he's all the way in Wisconsin. So we got to mm -hmm. go all the way up there. But, um, you know, his tactics, his formulas, his strategies, you know, they just go right into our students. The same thing that people are seeing on the weekends in a fight are, you know, we're uh, not tr we're not trying to make UFC fighters in our gym. But the same tactics and proven strategies that are winning in the octagon are translating to what our kids are doing. And obviously, you know. UFC fighters are in great shape, so the adult aspect, they're getting, you know, I call it like fight-ready shape without actually having to get in a fight. You know, they want those ripped abs when they come out there. Absolutely, and, and I imagine that whole UFC brand helps you tremendously because so many kids and adults um, watch that stuff, although I am, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you can be both. It's, you know, I've, I've, I've never had to really get into a fight. I actually get more calm when, when that situation kind of presents itself, but... Cool. You know? So, um, you know, I'm sure there are some adults, definitely parents that are wanting to hear more about the different types of classes that you offer for kids and for adults. So share more about that. <clears throat> so our program for kids all the way adults is very progressive. So, I mean, I, I don't I try to focus on our school. I don't focus on what other people are doing. But I know right. for a fact that we're one of the few schools in South Florida that have a dedicated three and four-year-old program. So if we were to start wow. their youngest, we have a three and four-year-old program that's dedicated just for three and four-year-olds. And they're learning the basics, fundamentals, um, structure, discipline, how to follow directions in a class. So they're not going out there learning how to, you know, do a bunch of crazy stuff right away. They're three and four years old people. Sometimes <laughs> they get really ahead of themselves. They come in, they're like, my kid's three. I want him to start sparring. I'm like, your kid wants to watch Dino Dan. He doesn't want to start sparring just yet. Let's slow down. Let's see if he can listen for 30 minutes. So, 
But we do. We have a specific three and four year class, and then we break our next age group down, which is five and sixes. And the five and sixes start to get more fundamentals. Our classes are really fast paced. Um, that's one of my favorite classes to teach. And then we go to our seven through twelve year olds, which is now into our elementary school kids, um, and they start to learn a lot of the basic fundamentals of you know self defense and you know building confidence, so they can learn to defend themselves if they have to. Um, and then adults obviously go into you know a high intense kickboxing workout. You know where. And, and they're not just punching and kicking a bag. They're working with each other, training partners, learning control and discipline and that kind of thing. That reminds me, when you mentioned the three to four-year-olds, you see all these viral videos um, where you have this little, you know, toddler trying to kick a piece of wood or break a piece of wood with their hand or their foot. And it is so adorable. And, you know, they've got their teammates cheering them. I mean, do you see – do you – Get that kind of vibe when these little babies are trying to accomplish stuff like that. Absolutely. When you're when you're three and four and even five and six year olds, the biggest thing is building confidence. Yes. And when we go into like bully defense and, and dealing with bullies, bullies pick on victims. Yes. You know, on somebody that's vulnerable or somebody they feel like they can get one up, you know, one up on. When you're at that young age and you start building confidence with little victories, you know, whether it's breaking a board or, or jumping over a pad in class or high-fiving your coach, those little victories start to compound on top of each other. And that's how we, we kind of create a bully, bully defense, you know, from the very beginning. It's not teaching a kid how to defend a punch or a kick. That's mm -hmm. not what creates bullies or, or sorry, uh, you know, creates defense against bullies. It's, you know, Starting from the beginning, if, if a kid's walking around with good posture, happy, feels like they can do anything they put their mind to, that's what creates a person that can defend It is so funny that we're having this conversation, and I want some members of my family to listen to this because I was just having, you know how they have Red Table Talk with um, uh, Jada Pickett Smith and her mm -hmm. mom and her daughter? We had a version of that Red Table Talk in my family this past weekend, and it was related to a, fa a younger family member and she does not we everyone loves her i love her dearly but um she does not exude confidence right and when she walks into a room uh her shoulders are down and different things like that and i i keep telling her i said you know your grandmother your aunt and your mother are talking to you about confidence because when you walk into a room you have no idea of the energy and the attention that right. you are attracting by coming into a room without that confidence. Absolutely. Because predators are attracted to that. Predators are attracted to that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another word. That's a fancy word for bullies. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it's 2019. There's fancy words for everything, you know. But, you know, they're, they're attracted to that. And just standing up straight and walking into a room confident that you have every right to be in that room and taking up your God-given space, that's what you need to be able to do Absolutely. in order to succeed in the world. So I love that you're talking about that because, you know, when you're talking about anti-bullying campaign, it's not about the karate chop right. and it's not about kicking somebody in, in the groin. It's about owning your space, looking at people in the eye and saying, you know what? Not today. Well. <laughs> Exactly, and, and that's and that's exactly <laughs> what we try to try to reinforce. And and then when the physical part of it, because it, it's an eighty percent mental game and twenty percent physical game. It is. But when we get down life to the, is an eighty yeah, percent exactly mental game. Okay. And and when we get down to the physicality of it, is I always tell people like, would you rather be trained or untrained? You know, because a lot of times if a bully's going to fight, 
you know, and, and not to get too, you know, patriotic, patriotic about everything. But if a terrorist is going to do something to the, to the United States, do we want to be prepared or unprepared? You know, so if, if somebody's going to pick on you or try to fight you, do you want to have the self-defense knowledge or do you want to play the victim card no matter how good your confidence is? Right. You know, right, you right, got to right, be right. ready. All right. Well, we're going to a break. But when we get back, I do want to go into a little bit more uh, depth about the whole how you guys deal with low self-esteem in kids and building that confidence um, when we come back from the break. And then also sharing your success stories, like, you know, what kids have gone through your program and what they're doing now. So we'll be right back after this break. Kimberly Marie Bonner helps millions make millions on Business Scale Insights Thursdays at 12.30 p.m. on WSBR. Business Scale Insights helps your business move from startup to scale-up and is sponsored by New Day Consulting Systems. New Day Consulting Systems can help turn your business into a franchise and scale it globally. Interested? Go to their website, NewDayConsultingSystems.com. And don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 1230 for Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. If you already have a proven business model but have concerns about the best way to grow and scale, then you should contact the experts at New Day Consulting Systems. New Day uses innovative techniques to 10 times the impact of your business. Your local business can become a regional, national, or international enterprise. New Day Consulting Systems will show you how. For more information and to get started with New Day, visit the website at NewDayConsultingSystems.com. One word, NewDayConsultingSystems.com. To get your business off the ground and into orbit, contact New Day today. Kimberly Marie Bonner helps millions make millions on Business Scale Insights Thursdays at 12.30 p.m. on WSBR. Business Scale Insights helps your business move from startup to scale-up and is sponsored by New Day Consulting Systems. New Day Consulting Systems can help turn your business into a franchise and scale it globally. Interested? Go to their website, NewDayConsultingSystems.com. And don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 1230 for Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. If you already have a proven business model but have concerns about the best way to grow and scale, then you should contact the experts at New Day Consulting Systems. New Day uses innovative techniques to 10 times the impact of your business. Your local business can become a regional, national, or international enterprise. New Day Consulting Systems will show you how. For more information and to get started with New Day, visit the website at NewDayConsultingSystems.com. One word, NewDayConsultingSystems.com. To get your business off the ground and into orbit, contact New Day today. And we're back. This is Business Scale Insights with your host, Kimberly Bonner. And I am with Sensei teacher Tony Hall, who is a martial arts expert. He owns a gym in the Boca Raton area. And we were just talking about really helping kids overcome you know, bullying and increasing their self-esteem. And I know it's back to school season. A lot of kids are terrified, whether they're going into elementary school, middle school, or high school. A lot of kids struggle with self-esteem, loneliness. This is a big deal. And so I I really want to plug this from not just a professional place, but from a personal place. So talk to us a little bit more, those parents that are listening, the kid that might be in the car listening. You know, what are some of the things that you guys do concretely 
Uh, you talked about being prepared, um, but what's what's what about the belief system? What what do you guys do at your gym that's different? So there's a couple little things, um, and and it all compounds onto each other. So aside from just the daily positive reinforcement with kids, you know, sometimes we got to push kids when they don't want to be pushed. You know, because um, as adults, we kind of get, we kind of forget. You know, especially when you're a parent that has a kid, we like to give in really quickly. So as adults, some days we don't want to go to work, but we go because we have to, because we got to pay the bills, because if not, the bills are reminding us that we have to go to work. Sometimes with kids, they they want to give up really quickly, and sometimes parents are quick to say, hey, you know, my kid doesn't want to do this Tell anymore. Tell me so, about it. So we don't do it anymore because we try to find the easy Tell way out me of about things. It. Um, so with kids, we try to reinstill that, like, let's get it done, let's do this, let's finish it, because nine times out of ten, we always feel better after we're done doing something. I mean, I never want to go for a run when I'm putting on my shoes. Never. I, I can't think of one time I've ever wanted to go run three miles as I'm tying my shoelaces. <laughs> but when I'm done with my run, I feel really good that I went for the run, but as I'm putting those shoes and socks on, no, I want to crawl back into bed and go to sleep for another 30 minutes versus run. You know, and kids are worse. Particularly in this weather. Oh, and my so, God. And, and kids don't know any better. You know, kids know what we teach them. You know, everything's trained by, you know, the influences around them. So, you know, if they see Jimmy Say down the street. Say that again. Oh. Say that it, kids, kids don't grow up and, and become functioning adults by uh, osmosis, like automatically. They right. don't just wake up we one day. We think they do for some reason. <laughs> they, we think YouTube teaches them how to do it. But... That's been the we theme forget. of this whole series. Like we forget. Kids just don't wake up one day and they're f- cool. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, just doesn't it, happen that way. It, you know, as, as parents and coaches and leaders in the community, we have to influence them the way we want to mold our future. Um, we can't just sit back and expect them to know, you know, just because they see it on YouTube. There's no YouTuber gamer on on there that is running three times a week you know getting fitter faster stronger that's 13 years old you know or if there are no there's they don't have a thousand million likes you know or whatever subscribers whatever kids call them nowadays you know they're sitting around there's a guy on youtube just off topic there's a guy on youtube that plays video game with his kids and he makes like four million a year get out of playing video games with his kids my son watches them all the time i'm like why didn't somebody tell me i know i I should be sitting home playing video games with my kids but i mean million dollars that's his like net revenue something like that just off of ads and streamings and this that and the other and it's like you know that's what kids are learning you know i'm gonna sit around and play video games all day so and when it comes to us kind of influencing our kids in the dojo going back to back to our topic is you know they don't know any better so we as coaches and have to push them so they get these little victories that actually mean something right you know versus every kid gets a trophy um i'll tell you right now i'm one of the i'm not no kid's just going to get a belt just because they show up to class, you know, except for my three and four-year-olds. They show up and they do good. That's yeah. fine. That's different. But, you know, if if a kid's not known his moves and, and he's not putting in the effort, and I have no issues. I've had kids quit because they because we make our kids run. Um, they have to run a mile in order to move on to the next belt. I've had kids quit because they failed the run time by one second. A second is a second. You know, so they totally quit. They totally as quit. opposed to just they, doing it again. Exactly. Because it was it would have had been another three or four months before they can qualify again. And I was like, you know, that's that's on you. And this was like they were like A four second? four years into training, you know, like they were close. And they they had one mile in under nine minutes and they finished in nine oh one. And I looked at them like sorry, you know, that would you probably walked for five seconds, you know, that would have been it. 
And so that's, wow. but that's the hard lesson you have to teach kids. You yeah. teach it now, or do you want to wait until you're spending forty thousand dollars a year in that's college? That's what I tell people all the time, but nobody listens to me. It's okay; they don't but. listen to me. They quit, <laughs> obviously. So <laughs> they, they gave up. Um, so tell me about some success stories. Maybe a kid that you kind of gave some hard discipline to, or maybe they didn't like. Uh, the dojo and your, you know, oh, the lessons, and then they came back and they were like, "Oh my God, I'm a champ." There's, so, I love this. There's so many. I mean, the, the school itself. We should have this radio broadcast in the show in the dojo. No, they. There's so many kids, and the the weird thing about what I do is, is sometimes you don't know about the success stories because they're not happening to the kids. Like, I would not be a very successful school if I tell you that every day a kid comes in and gets bullied. And they had to beat up the other guy, right? <laughs> like that would not be a successful martial arts school. If, if you're Cobra Kai here, you know, that's not, you know, all my kids are winning all their fights with bullies in school. It's like, well, why are your kids getting bullied in school? They shouldn't even be there. So yeah. I mean, I hear about it every now and then. And typically, you know, I get a, you know, so-and-so was bullied today because it's middle school. Everybody's going to get bullied no matter what. You know, you wear a red shirt today instead of a black shirt, you get bullied. But um you know, I'll hear that. So there'll be some success stories from that. And then I've got other cool stories. Like um, I had this kid. He was with me for five, six years. And he's super small, skinny, shy kid in the beginning. He gets his black belt. And he becomes very fast because, we, we, you know, we require physical, you know, endurance from our kids. And he ends up going off and he joins the, the high school track team. You know, I get a lot of kids that do that end up leaving me as a martial arts school and going on and doing, you know, something else, which is fine. It's like, you know, you're leaving the nest, you know, go, I had one kid that used to be again, another shy kind of quiet introvert. And he ends up, you know, going to States with drama, you know, these kids that kind of come out of their shell and find their way. And a lot of it just has to do with, you know, the confidence that they learn in the dojo it, it's not all i mean he has great parents and a great support of system course, but of course but you know, everything helps every little thing helps exactly you know so i don't want to take too much credit but you know i'm sure it has an influence in there as well and then other kids that like you said i've had to push who hated running hated running and this kid i hated running i, I still hate running. Like I, I said hated i hated running for the record i, hate, I, I running. hate it but he he was struggling <laughs> oh with his my god he's got to run two <laughs> miles to get his black belt and um <sighs> he probably spent there's one belt right before black belt that you have to run two miles and he probably spent a good year year and a half at this you know stalled kind of like dorian over the you know he just stayed there and then finally <laughs> you know parents started running with him um, you know, so they put some time and effort into running with their kid. And, you know, so now it brought the family a little bit closer together. And, um, you know, and he was able to pass his runtime like two or three weeks ago and he'll be getting his black belt in a couple of days. So, you know, there's different ways that it influences families and cultures and, and all that kind of stuff. So. I, 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 I was, I really didn't think about this question, but I do want to ask it. Do you, do you see differences with the genders? Do you see differences with the girls and boys or do they just all appreciate it the same do you have to have a different approach with them or is everybody just like yes i love it my approach with everybody is slightly different because everybody's different that's definitely you true. know i mean i've got i've had some ladies that you know rock it and they're get way more dedicated you know and then i get some boys that you know kind of get flaky or some boys that get super dedicated and you know it's hard too because we compete with everything else that goes on you know, so sometimes, you know, we compete with other school activities and everything else. And I try to remain a constant all the time, but it's still tough. So, boys, you know, gender differences, it doesn't matter. You know, the requirement's the same. 
got to give me 110 percent. I love it. I love it. It's just, you know, sometimes you're depending, I guess, on your age. Sometimes you get female programming that, you know, yes, you're not supposed to hit and all that other good stuff. Yeah. And sometimes we got to pull it out of them, you know, like, come on, like. (laughs) You know, all the time. I'm like, you know, I tell kids, I was like, you got to get athletic. A lot of the a lot of the youth nowadays is is very anti, like, what's anything. A, what's, a, what's, a, what's a PC? They're, no, ah, no. They're just soft. I'm like, let's go. Soft. It's so, beyond soft. It's, it's beyond soft, dude. It and is I try to tell kids. I'm it's, like, like, it's, be, it's like apathy and, like, inertia and... It is something else. I try to make the training in the dojo as realistic as possible. And what I mean by that is this is like a, I mean, we have padded floors and there's coaches everywhere and everybody's your friend. So I'm like, if you're going to fail, fail in here because we're all going to catch you and help build you back up. You don't want to fail out there one day because out there, they're not going to be your friend. They're not going to help you. So I try to get the kids. I'm like, when you grab somebody for a wrist grab, I was like, grab their wrist and pull like. Make simulation simulation. Don't make it, you know, I try to, I, I, I always try to relate to kids. I'm like, who in here has ever played VR before? And they all raise their hand. Oh, I, I wear the Oculus headset. I'm like, make it like that. Make yeah. it real. Like you're in the moment. Get in there. It's like, because they're, they're all too busy in here. You yes, know, as I point in to their, my phone. in their head, in this world of make-believe. Right. Which is kind of, kind of wild. But anyway, tell me what the future holds for you and your business and if some parent really wants to reach out and get their kid enrolled how do they how can they do that so my biggest kind of like vision and future is i want to influence as many people i can in a positive way um now that's hard because not everybody's different not everybody has the same goals but we want to try to reach and kind of let as many people know about what we offer as we can and you know hopefully they try it because you don't know if you don't like it if you don't try and if if it works out and fits your culture and what you want then boom we're good to go um and and if i can go then to a larger scale one day that's great you know but right now i want to do it as many people locally as we can absolutely and if people like and they want to do it the easiest kind of way to jump on is i'm super reachable on like every form of social media whether it's instagram or facebook you know american professional martial arts you can literally google it we're top like three or four google and then uh, www.ampro or American Professional Martial Arts.com, and we're right there. And, you know, come in, get a free week, and, and rock it out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sensei Tony Hall. You were wonderful. And thank definitely you. reach out and enroll your kids. They will benefit from just it. Just try so. it. I know. Just try it. I don't even care if they enroll. Just try. I know. I know. Thank you guys so much, and here's to your success. Take thank care. You. you too. You have been listening to Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. To get her personal attention to you and your empire, go to businessscaleinsightsnetwork.com. That's businessscaleinsightsnetwork.com. And tune in again next week for more from Kimberly Marie Bonner with Business Scale Insights.